Third John, verse two. There's only one chapter. So it's third John, verse two. It says this, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. I love that. This is God's intention for us. And I think that on the very first day of the new year, I want to have some vision for the new year. I don't like resolutions. I don't like them at all. Now, if you have some good on you, I'm proud of you if you keep it and also proud of you for the intention. But here's, here's the thing. I don't, like, I don't like resolutions because it's all about my willpower. Like, here's what I'm going to do. And here's what I've learned. When I promise to do something, I have about a 1% success rate. <laughs> like, willpower does not go very far. Like, gosh, I am never eating sugar again. But it's Christmas. And it's the day after Christmas. It's the week between Christmas and New Year. But it's New Year's Day. You know, it's like, yeah, it's terrible, right? But, but willpower, I don't think, gets us very far. And honestly, the gospel is not about willpower. The gospel is not about, here's what you need to do in order to get better in life. If that was the gospel, there's no need for Jesus. There's no need for a savior. There's no need for the cross. And to be honest with you, there's no need for us to be here today. The gospel is not do better, try harder. The gospel is, here's what Jesus has done for you. Here's what Jesus has made possible for you. And here's who you are because of what Jesus has done for you. And so I don't wanna live out of resolution, but what I wanna live out of is a strong conviction of faith for who I'm made to be, what I'm meant to do, and ultimately what God's purposes are for my life. So I don't want resolution, but I do want faith. I want belief, belief in who I am and in what God says is possible for my life. And what this verse says in 3 John chapter two is that ultimately when God is at work in our lives, it results in health and prosperity. But if you notice, it's not prosperity, meaning like everything around me is prosperous. First, it's prosperity in here, which then affects everything around me. And prosperity doesn't mean that you've got tens of millions of dollars sitting in the bank. Sometimes prosperity means that you gave everything you had away and a lot of people met Jesus as a result of it. Right? I mean, sometimes prosperity means, sometimes prosperity means I leveraged every ounce of what God gave me for a greater purpose. And at the end of the day, I didn't get the accolades. I didn't get the affirmation. I didn't get the attention. I didn't get the spotlight. But man, did I make a difference in people's lives. And so the idea of prosperity is that you have more than enough. All of your needs are met, but then there is an overflow coming off of you. It's not just having your needs met, it's overflow. And the overflow is meant to impact the world around you. But prosperity begins in the soul. And so my faith for 2023 is that I would be healthy and whole. Because that's God's intention. That's what the blood of Jesus did for me. I want to be whole this year. My, I'm believing for wholeness this year. Wholeness in my emotions, wholeness in my body, wholeness in my mind, wholeness in relationships, wholeness in finances, wholeness in ministry. I'm believing for wholeness this year. Anyone with me? And that's a promise that God's given to us. And I was reading a book this week, and it was, it, it was really helping me. And it's a, it's a book by, by a Christian author, a great preacher named Lisa Turkhurst. She's been here, hasn't she? I think she's been here. Yeah, she's amazing. It was a book that she wrote, and um, she didn't write this. She was quoting someone else who said it, but she was talking about the idea of wholeness, but ultimately she was talking about wholeness in your mental health. 
And she said this, quoting someone else, mental health is being committed to reality at all costs. Mental health is being committed to reality at all costs. And what she's saying is that I can't be whole and healthy unless I am firmly anchored to the truth. And when I am not anchored to the truth, that's when I start to deviate from wholeness. And let me tell you why our society today has a lot of brokenness in it. Like we have a lot of brokenness in mental health, a lot of brokenness in relational health, financial health. Like we are not a healthy society in any way right now. And do you know why? Because we don't believe in the truth anymore. Now, maybe there were people in our society who never believed in the truth, but today no one believes in the truth anymore. We don't even believe that there is something called the truth. We believe that the truth is in my, like I can define the truth for me and it can be different than your truth and get off my back because my truth is my truth and your truth is your truth. So that doesn't lead to wholeness or health. It doesn't because I could decide, well, eating 17 pounds of sugar a day is my truth. Well, okay, but it's not the truth. Like you're gonna die. You know, it's not the truth. Like you can decide that that's your truth, but it's not the truth. It's, you can't be healthy without being committed to the truth. And so if I'm gonna be whole this year, it's gonna be because I build my life and establish my life on certain truths. I, I um, took my two little kids to the movies this week and um, we saw Puss in Boots. Anyone see this movie? Not one hand in this entire, there's one back there. Wow, it was a big success. <laughs> it's like some sort of like, extra, extra sequel to Shrek or something like that. I don't know. Um, I was awake for it, mostly. Um, but there's this one character in the movie who, who like represents death. The character is like the big bad wolf. And this wolf is hunting down the main character who is puss. It's a cat with boots. Don't ask. And hunting, da hunting down the main character the entire movie in order to kill it. So this wolf represents death. I know. I know, it's, it is for children. But, and, and this wolf has two sickles, like the Grim Reaper, I know, and hunting down the whole time. Now, Zion, my son, is totally into it. I, like, end of the movie, who's your favorite character? Death. <laughs> he's, he's like, can I get a sickle? You know, he's all boy. And London, every time that the wolf came on the screen, London was like, I am scared. And so a couple days later, we're going to bed and London's having a really hard time falling asleep. And she's like, Papa, I am afraid. I'm like, what are you scared of? She said, the wolf. I was like, okay. And she like was not falling asleep. I tried to comfort her, she's not falling asleep. She's like, I'm scared of death. I said, okay, okay, okay. What is the truth? Because I know that you feel fear right now because of this character in a movie and that's keeping you awake but what is the truth? And I wasn't gonna tell her, I needed her to say it. And I think that that's how God works with us too. Like life and death are in the power of the tongue. Like you have the ability to shift what's in your head by what comes out of your mouth. What is the truth? And she said, it was just a cartoon. Yes, it was just a cartoon. It's not real. Number one, that's the truth, okay? Number two, what else is true about death? And she said, well, death isn't that bad because we get to be with Jesus in heaven. Yes, that is also the truth. Um, and then she said, but I'm still afraid that the wolf is gonna come in my room. I said, okay, then what's the truth? She said, daddy's here to protect me. 
that is the truth. And I will take that wolf with those sickles. And I, no, I don't want to get graphic because it's going to scare her more. <laughs> and I was like, okay, let's pray. And we prayed. We, we rebuke the spirit of fear in Jesus' name. You know, we've got life because of Jesus. We are not afraid of death. And, and I pray and, and over her for a few minutes. And then I stop praying. And then she turns to me and says, keep going. <laughs> so, you know, we take authority over the spirit of fear in Jesus' name. We're going to have a peaceful sleep in Jesus' name. And then she turns to me after I prayed for another minute. And she says, why don't I feel afraid anymore? And she fell asleep about a minute later. Because the truth makes you healthy. The truth makes you whole. The truth shifts your mind into a place of prosperity. And so what is the truth? Well, I just have a few truths. I, I think I've got five truths that I just wanna give you very quickly that we're gonna build and establish our lives on in 2023. Are you ready? Truth number one. I am standing in perfect peace because of his passionate love for me. Now, it's interesting in, in, in the book of Ephesians how Paul talks about the fact that we're going to have attacks. Like the enemy's going to come after us. We're going to have to face opposition in this life. And then he goes on and describes pieces of armor that God has given us. And one of the pieces of armor that he says is the belt of truth. Come on, you know, the belt of truth. And I love that because the belt is what holds all of the other pieces in place. So it's the truth that holds me together. But then he also talks about shoes that we wear. And the shoes are the readiness of the gospel of peace. Peace. Yeah, the belt is truth and the shoes are the readiness of the gospel of peace. In other words, I'm standing in the gospel, which gives me peace. So I am standing or I am established on peace. Why? Because of the gospel. What's the gospel? Jesus loved me enough to die for my sins and rise from the dead so that I could live a resurrection life. That's what we were singing about. If he walked out of the grave, I'm walking too. Come alive in the name of Jesus, right? I hear the sound and what does it say? Live, I'm gonna live again. That's the gospel. And because of the gospel, I stand in Peace, which we need to know that peace does not come from our prayers being answered the way we want them to be answered, our circumstances going the way that, they went, that we want them to go. And listen to me, it does not come from other people. And if my peace is dependent on other people, I will not stand in peace. I won't. I won't. So I stand in peace because of his passionate love for me. But now, Isaiah 43, this is what the Lord says to you. The, the God who formed you, Jacob, who formed you, Israel. And you're like, what is he doing talking about Israel and Jacob? No, no, that represents the people of God. That means you. In our New Testament context, that means you. Do not be afraid, because I've redeemed you. Redeem mean I took all the garbage and the crap and I turned it into something good. I've redeemed you. I've summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, my God, I wish that said if. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep you over. 
And when, God, when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Why? Because I am the Lord, your God. Like it's a personal thing. I'm your God. I'm not the God only. I am the God, but I'm also your God. And here's, here's the deal. And this is, this is Old Testament language describing what Jesus would ultimately do for us on the cross. I, get, I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt for your ransom, cushion Seba in your stead, since you are precious and honored in my sight. And why? Because I love you. I will give people in exchange for you, nations in exchange for your life. And all of that is language. I'm not going to go into all of the implications of those verses, but ultimately what it's saying is, I was willing to give my own life for you. Like there's nothing that I am unwilling to do for you. Why? Because I love you. So don't be afraid because I am with you. And so I am going to go through water and river and flood and fire. And guess what? You will too in 2023. But he's with me. That's why I am established in peace. Why? Because he loves me. Second truth, go ahead and put it on the screen. Oh no, I've got another verse. This is good. A calm and peaceful and tranquil heart is life and health to the body. Guys, we can unpack that for like a whole 10 week series. Peace in my heart results in health in my body. Because what's happening in here and in here physically manifests with my physical body, right? But I'm standing in peace because of the gospel, because of his love for me. Therefore, I can walk in health. Okay, next truth. Jesus will meet all of my needs. Jesus will meet all my needs. Hey, guess what? You have needs. You were created with needs. And I have a problem where I like to think I am like a superhero or something and I have no needs. That does not lead to health and wholeness. You were created to be dependent. You were created to not have everything you needed because not having what you needed within yourself would draw you into relationship with someone who could provide your needs. And we see that somewhat in human relationships, but ultimately we see it in our relationship with the Father. And so I have needs. And if I'm not honest about my needs, then I will end up defeating myself emotionally, mentally, physically. But if I am honest about my needs, I've got to decide what I'm going to do with those needs. Because some of us are going to take those needs to a bunch of other places or people, and we are going to be further disappointed and let down. But the Lord is saying, I'm your provider. I will satisfy your needs. I will fulfill you. I will give you what you need. And so I can go into 2023 confident that whatever my needs are, he's already gone ahead of me to provide for them. Now, often he will provide those needs through somebody else or some other people, but they are not ultimately the source. He is the source. And that's why David says in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Like I have all of my needs met. Why? Because he's my, he's my dad. He's my provider. He, he's my protector. He looks out for me. He's got me. And so there are days where I feel like, my God, I have these needs that aren't being met. And I go on a walk with Jesus. 
and I tell them what they are and I say, I gotta release them to you because you're the one who can meet these needs. And I don't know how it's gonna happen or how it's gonna come through, but I'm gonna trust that you're gonna do it. And so I put it in your hands. You, you created me with these needs, you will create the solution for them. So I'm gonna entrust it into your care, God. You will see me through, you will meet my needs. And, and that doesn't feel good because what I'd rather have is an immediate solution. But he doesn't offer me immediate solution, he offers me trust and relationship. And it's out of trust and relationship that I access what it is that he has for me. Sometimes it doesn't go according to my timeline though. But that's okay because he knows how to meet my needs better than I do. That's how trust works. So the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Jesus will meet my needs. Third truth, my challenges will only make me stronger and pull me closer to God. There will not be a year in your life ever that is void of challenges. This year will have opportunities, but it will also have obstacles. It just is the way that it is. There will be challenges these year, this year. And if you don't have a good theology around obstacle and suffering, it'll take you out. But the truth is, is that God didn't promise you a lack of suffering in this life. Read the New Testament. How often Paul talks about suffering, but he doesn't talk about it like I'm miserable and I wanna end it all. He talks about it like I'm suffering, but it's okay because I know where my future hope is tied to. I know the person who holds my future. And so I'm gonna suffer today, but it's all right because this present suffering can't compare with the glory that is in front of me. This present pain can't compare with the promise that is ahead of me. So I need to have a good theology around suffering and challenge and obstacle so that it doesn't take me out. And here's the truth. The theology of suffering is this. You are victorious over it. Because if you walked out of the grave, I'm walking too, right? I am victorious over the suffering that I'm going to face in this life. I'm victorious over the obstacles that I'm gonna face in this life. Paul says, we are being led continually in a triumphal procession. In other words, God always leads me in triumph. So victory is a mindset. So I can walk in victory knowing that even though I'm gonna face obstacles, it's okay because I will have what I need to confront the obstacles. And the obstacles will only pull me closer to God. Like I was sharing a second ago, 2022 was epically difficult for me. And, um, you know, without, without going into all the reasons why, one day maybe I'll be at a place to share some of it. The truth is that um, there were days where I felt like I wasn't gonna make it. I mean, there, there were days where I felt like the only reason why I am getting out of bed today is because the children need to be fed. And if I don't get out of bed, they won't be. And that was the motivation. And there were days that felt like that. And there have been a lot of hours spent working through trauma, working to be healthy, not for me, but for the kids, for the church, but yeah, for me. And there are times where it feels like, I, I don't know that I can overcome this, right? And so what do you do when you're walking through moments like that? Well, what I've learned what I've learned is that all of that pain and trauma, 
I sure know Jesus a lot better today than I did a year ago. You know why? Because I had to lean into him. I had to talk to him more. I had to know the word better or else I wasn't gonna be there for the kids. I had to. And so God causes all things to work together for good, awesome. The problems aren't solved, but I'm healthier. And the good that came out of it so far is that I know him a lot more. I know his voice a lot clearer. I sense his Holy Spirit a lot closer. I know what joy is more than I ever did before. I didn't learn it because of happiness though. I learned it because of trauma. I know him though. And so buckle up because he's not gonna shield you from all pain in this life, but he'll use it to pull you closer to him. And to be honest with you, when I was really thinking about like, what were the best moments of 2022? Oh my gosh, I was so annoyed yesterday. I hate Instagram sometimes. I was, I was going through the Instagram reels and everyone's like, show me your best view of 2022. And that was one of those things where I was like, I don't think I have many good views, right? But then I really started thinking, like I you know, went on a couple trips. I went you know, to Montana, like it was beautiful. It was great, yeah, I had some good times. But here's the thing. My, be my best views of 2022, I couldn't put in a reel because they were these intimate moments where it was just me and Jesus. And I had a revelation of his love like I've never had before. And I heard his voice more clearly than I've ever heard before. And it was in the deep, deep, deep pain of unimaginable suffering that he made his peace and his love known. And I saw the smile on his face when he looks at me. And that was the best view of 2022. And all of the, all of the stuff, all of the stuff that I went through, honestly, it was worth it for that. And that's even hard to say, but it was. Psalm 68, sing to God, you kingdoms of the earth. Sing praise to the Lord, to him who rides across the highest heavens, the ancient heavens, who thunders with mighty voice. Proclaim the power of God. This is talking about God, our warrior. This is talking about God fighting against the obstacles that we are facing. This is talking about God defeating our enemies. And what we are told is in the face of our enemies, proclaim the power of God, whose majesty is over you, whose power is bigger than earth's power, it is heavenly power. You, God, are awesome in your sanctuary. The God of Israel gives power and strength to his people, so praise be to God. And what he's saying is when you are in the obstacle, declare the, prom the power of God. When you're in the challenge, remember that God's already won the victory. 
and there is nothing that's gonna come against you that is bigger than him. There is nothing that someone says to you that's more true than what he says to you. There's nothing that someone does to you that's more powerful or impactful than what he has done for you. There is nothing that is greater than him. And when you're facing obstacles, you proclaim that. The victory is a mindset. It doesn't mean my problems are gone. It means that I've got the victory despite the problems. <laughs> victory is a mindset. Truth number four, Jesus has bigger dreams for this year than I can imagine. Jesus has bigger, I want you to have a sense of vision. I want you to have a sense of possibility heading into 2023. I want you to dream bigger than you dreamed before. I want you to dream bigger ideas for your business. Dream bigger ideas for your ministry. Dream bigger ideas for your family. I want you to have big dreams, but I guarantee that whatever dream you have for this year is small compared to what God's dream is for you this year. But I think about Mary, and I heard someone else say this, and so I'm just gonna kind of repeat it. But I think about Mary, how, you know, Mary had dreams, and then Gabriel shows up and says, here's my dream for your life, right? And Mary did not understand it. She couldn't, you know, Gabriel's saying, here's my dream for your life. Like, you're gonna have a baby and it's gonna be the savior of the world. And Mary could not, and she verbalizes this. She, she says, I don't understand how that can happen because I have not known a man. You're like, I haven't had sex. I don't know how I could have a baby without having sex. But so she's like, I don't understand how this dream could possibly be reality. But then she says, be it unto me according to your will. In other words, she chose faith without understanding. She chose faith without understanding. She chose faith without understanding. If you require God to explain everything to you, you'll never be in faith. So, Yieldedness to whatever God wants to do in your life, submission to whatever God wants to do with your life, obedience. These are not, these are not words that we talk about in 2022, 2023. Submission, yieldedness, obedience. Yeah, but that is, that's how faith shows up. Submission, yieldedness, obedience. Be it unto me according to your will. It would be good for us to pray that every day. Whatever you want, God, I'm up for it. Not my will, but your will be done, right? So he's got huge dreams for your life and it's gonna require just that submission. But my God, if you submit, you'll see God birth a miracle through you too. And the last truth, I am anointed to walk in truth, wholeness, peace, and victory. I've talked about truth, I've talked about wholeness, I've talked about peace, I've talked about victory. You have all of those things. The word of God has promised you all of those things. The gospel of Jesus has promised you all of those things. But what I want you to understand is that you are anointed for all of those things. What, what is anointed? Well, in the Old Testament, when someone was about to do a task that required the Holy Spirit, they would take oil and they would dump it on that person's head and it would drip all down them. It would basically saturate their clothes to the point where it would drip off the bottom of their robe. They would dump oil 
And the oil represented the supernatural power of God coming on them to give them the ability to be and do what they needed to be and do, but what they could not be and do in their own humanity. The anointing, the oil always represents the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit coming on you to give you the ability to do what you can't do. And here's the thing, I can't walk in peace without the power of God. Because in my humanity, I will step right out of peace so fast. Someone will cut me off in the parking lot and I'll step out of peace, right? I, I can't be whole without the power of the Holy Spirit. Because the truth is, is that my appetites and desires constantly drive me towards things that are not good for me and that undermine my health. There's a reason why everyone would rather eat sugar than kale. <laughs> right? And so my appetites drive me away from wholeness. I can't do it in my own humanity. Truth, truth, my God, I'll make up my own truth so fast as long as it excuses something that I want. Victory, oh, I'll let every single obstacle crush me in a second. I will lay in bed and not get out of bed. I will when things are hard. In my humanity, in my, what, what the New Testament calls in my flesh, in my humanity, in my limitations of my human state of being, I won't be established in truth. I won't choose wholeness. I won't walk in peace and I won't walk in victory. But the good news of the gospel is where I am weak, he is strong. And in my weakness, his grace is sufficient. And Jesus said, don't leave. Don't move forward. Don't go anywhere until the Holy Spirit comes on you because you're gonna need power from on high to walk out this calling. But the truth is, I have the Holy Spirit because he gave it to me. And because I've got the Holy Spirit, because I've got the word of God, I can walk in truth, I can walk in wholeness, I can walk in peace, I can walk in victory. So, so in 1 John, in 1 John chapter two, it says, you have an anointing from God. And all of you know the truth. Verse 27, as for you, the anointing that you received from him remains in you and you don't need anyone to teach you. And here's, here's what that means, you don't need anyone to teach you. What he's saying is you've already got the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will guide you into truth is what Jesus said. And if the Holy Spirit's guiding you into truth, you will be established in the truth. And so your standing in the truth will not be determined by anyone else because you have the anointing of the Holy Spirit on you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things and as the anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in him. In other words, you are anointed and because you are anointed, you'll walk in the truth. And the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit will give you the ability to walk in all of the promises of God. And so then it says you are anointed and so then it says this, so remain in him. Stay close to him. Walk with him. Don't lose sight of him. That's what you gotta do. Worship team, you all can come up. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna worship for a few minutes. And we're gonna give you the opportunity, if you want to be, to receive anointing. And we're gonna anoint you for 2023. You are anointed, but sometimes you need to come with fresh faith and say, God, fresh, in a fresh way, I want to receive the power of what you've promised me.
And we are not gonna dump a vial of oil all over you. But what we will do is just a very, very little bit of oil on a finger and just dab it on your forehead, a very little bit. And I think, you know, there's nothing magical about that. But when we put our faith applied to that, we are accessing the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And I need that for 2023. And here's what you're gonna be anointed for, if you, if you want to be. You're gonna be anointed to receive another layer of the power of the Holy Spirit. You're gonna be anointed to walk in the power of the truth, to walk in the power of victory, to walk in the power of peace, and to walk in wholeness. So we're gonna worship for the next few minutes. We're gonna have a few people from the team down here just to, with a little bit of oil. And if you want to be over the next few minutes as we worship, come on down and we're gonna anoint you. And we are going to believe that 2023 is gonna be a year of wholeness, a year of establishment in the truth, a year of victory, a year of peace. And regardless of what circumstances happen to us in 2023, we know who holds our future. And that's what makes us who we are. Nothing else, just him.